I believe we are all hardwired to be creative. And the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to The Spark. I'm Coco, the inspirationist, and I believe we all have a creative self, and I have this crazy, inspired mission on my heart to help other people connect with their inner creative and tend to her. I think it's effort-filled in the most beautiful way, and I want to be a source of that. I want to be a place where you come to refuel and I also want to be a place that you come for an opportunity to stretch and grow and expand. And I hope what I do for you is put words around feelings that you might have. I don't know if everyone thinks about their creativity like I do. You know, it's on my mind all the time. And I've noticed that the more attention I give it, the more robust and and shiny and bright and brilliant it becomes. And I, full disclosure, recently I've just been kind of like, you know, is, I guess, feeling just some insecurity, you know, sometimes that stuff can bubble up. And I've been, I've been recording season two here um, a little bit, and it can get intimidating to ask people that I really admire, some bigger names that I really admire to come to my little podcast that I just started. It feels like this is still a brand new little baby. And, you know, that can bring out fraughty feelings. And I want to share that with you because that's what we're here for, right? Transparency. Um, The way that I'm dealing with my perfectionist tendencies is to actually share the messy middle and the behind the scenes because I don't think there's any shame in sharing the process. You know, when you come here, I want you to know that you are welcome just as you are. We're not trying to make perfect things or these enormous projects. We're doing things that delight our creative selves. We're doing things that light us up and that nurture our inner creative. That is what's important. That is what we are stretching for. Because when you do that, everything is more vivid and brilliant. So as I've been stretching out of my comfort zone a little bit, some fraudy feelings have been bubbling up. And one thing that kind of keeps circling around is wondering, is there enough here? Can we just talk about creativity all day for the rest of the days? And I also know that this brand and this business and this this place is going to evolve into whatever it does. And that is the beauty of being a multi-passionate, permission to evolve. But I had a moment yesterday when, you know, I just realized that not a lot of people are putting words around this stuff. Taking time to actually pull apart what it feels like creatively and what the challenges are and the beauty of it, right? Like we can talk about projects and strategies, but the actual beauty that lies within our creative selves and that magic it doesn't seem like people are tiring of it. And I hope you're not tiring of listening to it because I think it's this place that we don't really pick apart and I could talk about it endlessly. So here we are. And I'm so glad you're here. Today on the pod, we have Valerie Smith, 
She's a mother of two beautiful girls, and actually this episode was recorded a few months ago while she was still pregnant, and they were living, you'll hear they were living in Florida at the time, helping some friends build out a bus, and then transitioned up to New Jersey where they are now because Valerie just had her baby a couple weeks ago, her second, and they're starting to plan their next chapter of their lives. Uh, She's a mother of two beautiful girls, Nova and River, doing life alongside her husband, Justin. Together, they travel the U.S. in a self-converted school bus, you guys. Uh, I don't know if you've gone down the rabbit hole of bus and van conversions, but we have. And when I came across her account, Gillian Phantom, which is their their bus adventure account on Instagram, I immediately fell in love. They also make YouTube videos documenting their experiences. They actually recently started a new series called Mobile Dwellings, which showcases unique stories of folks living life in a home on wheels. And I think what drew me to her originally is her feed on Instagram, because frankly, a lot of the guests that I'm having on this podcast, I'm finding through Instagram, which is this magical place of, I get I get to put on my goggles of like creative potential, and I can see their feed is just so beautiful. And I was like, who's taking these photos? Obviously, it was Val. And she's a passionate photographer who manages a few rental properties as well. She loves to feed her people, design spaces, and plan detailed trips adventuring with her family. And actually, we're hopeful that they're going to make it all the way up here to Maine and park on our property, which is so exciting for us. We have connected our trail system to that area that they would pull their bus in. And it's just another example of creating our own reality here. So I found this beautiful account, Gillian Phantom on Instagram. I'll link it in the show notes. And then I felt nourished from their feed and watching their adventures. And then I reached out to her and asked her to be on the podcast. Our conversation was, you can hear it in in, in my voice. I am just really enjoying the connection between her and I. She was such a friendly conversation. And I think what is so special about this particular episode is I can see that Valerie is a creative, a multi-passionate, and she can sometimes throughout this, she admits it. And then other times I can hear the hesitation that she doesn't feel like she's skilled enough or, you know, worthy enough. And in real time in this conversation, I think I actually help her understand that it's important to just put your work out there and and acknowledge that you can be creative in so many different ways and you don't have to be perfect. And by the end of the conversation, I can hear her shifting and being grateful for opening up her eyes to, you know, acknowledging the work she does because I think that she doesn't necessarily give herself enough credit and I can see the beauty in her work in her in her captions and in her photos and she also paints and does so much stuff and I was just so delighted to talk to her so I really hope you guys enjoy this conversation between two internet acquaintances turned hopefully real life friends by the end of the summer so without further ado I give you my conversation with Valerie Smith. So welcome. Um, I would love to have you introduce yourself and tell me just a little bit about kind of your whole thing. It's really, I really admire what you're doing. So I'm excited to kind of dig in. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, I'm Valerie Smith. My husband and my daughter and I are all currently living in our school bus house that we converted from, you know, just a regular old 40 foot school bus. And uh, we've been living in it now for about a year and a half and traveling for about eight months. But we've been sort of just staying still in Florida for the last two months. And in addition to that, we are expecting a baby at the end of May. So we're sort of slowing down for that reason. And because it's just been winter and holidays and, you know, COVID and just, so we've been in the same spot parked here since mid-December and it's 
been wonderful. We really love being in St. Petersburg. Um, Do you just have and friends then we're there? Be spending the next yeah, so because my husband is doing another renovation on a bus, he is um, where they were going to be this winter, and that happened to be St. Petersburg. So they're actually not from here, and they just moved here and got a bus, and that's just how we all ended up here together. So <laughs> cool. And then you said you're going to go north. Where are you going to have the yeah, baby? So we're going to, yeah, we're going to deliver in Philadelphia for a couple of reasons. One is that my husband's family is there, his parents and sister, and my sister's also there and her children. And so having that family near us while we're having a newborn and a toddler and, you know, just that, that's a lot. So yeah, I've been there. Gonna be really <laughs> yeah. So um, in anticipation of that, which you've already experienced, we're going to have a support system and we're also delivering at a hospital that Justin was born at along with his siblings and where my sister had her children. So it's cool. going to be like sort of a great, you know, place to have a beginning. Yeah. Um, we just moved from Philly. Did you know that? No, I did not realize that. Yeah. So we oh, were, we were in Philly wow. for two years and we moved up here on Memorial day. So it's, I mean, it's been like COVID. So it's, the time has completely flown by, but yeah, we moved up here on Memorial day and, but we were in Philly for two years, like right outside of Philly. And my husband's in the coast guard. And so he's, he was working down on the river and it was awesome. It was a great little, literally like a blink of an eye. It feels like at this point now. And, um, we lived in this really dense neighborhood, of course. Right. And, then it was awesome. And we could walk to all this stuff and then COVID hit. And then it felt like super claustrophobic. (laughs) And, and it just so happened that we were getting transferred. We bought a house like right, right as the pandemic in April. So like, as the, the economy was like, kind of going off a cliff, we were like, sure, let's buy a second home. Cause we have a house in Rhode Island as well. Um, that's rented out. And that was our first home. And so anyways, now we're up here and we have a ton of acreage. Well, not a ton. We only have eight, but we're surrounded in all directions by woods as well. And so it's just, oh, it was much needed. I mean, we wanted it anyways. We wanted to try out a lifestyle of like living kind of remotely, but, and then COVID hit and we were just like, bye, (laughs) we're going to the woods. (laughs) guys made the right move. Oh my gosh. We didn't even, yeah, it it just, it was really aligned with. So what happened was one of our, like our smallest child. So then at that time he would have been like four, maybe three and a half was playing out front in our house and uh, from our house. And the front yard was only like 12 feet long. I mean, it was, it was very short and we were inside and some nice enough woman I mean, she did it out of the kindness of her heart, but she walked him up to the front door and knocked on the front door and was just like, do you know, he's, he's out here. And I'm just like, you know, and my husband was actually going, going through the, I know he was like, my husband was going through the the side door to kind of peek on him, but it just stuck. You know, it just made me realize that I want a different life for my kids. I need to, I need my children to be able to exist away from me and be able to make choices. And now I know he was little, but like, he's allowed to be out of my sight. And I also, I also don't want to live in like fear of the bad things happening. I mean, I think, you know, there's a certain level of like making good choices and making sure everybody is safe, but then, you know, I have to let my kids grow you know, without me right there. And so we moved to the, we made the decision to move to the woods and it's been the most incredible. I mean, that's amazing. So uh, we got so lucky and found um, a new construction, which was not, I did not expect to be, I mean, in a pandemic, we got to not only like move to the woods, but got a brand new house. So nothing needed to be done. Like we just got to, 
you know, and then, and, and all of that was just kind of just divine timing. It was not planned, you know? And then the, so the guy that built this house built another one on like four acres next door. And that girl is like our age and has a, a nine-year-old and the I have a, a, a almost seven-year-old and a five-year-old and they're all boys. And they just, we made a path between our houses. Like they're the reptile club. We, they find frogs all the time. It's the, I could not ask for more in my life right now, other than maybe some childcare, um, you know, <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But besides that, it's just like, and moving up here, I didn't realize how much energy I was putting into just being around other people all the time and like considering other people. And now I have no neighbors and I can just exist. It's like there was a shedding of Mm kind of like worrying about, I mean, we were also on, there was a train station kind of at the end of our neighborhood. So there was just a lot of people where we were in Philly guys in like the chestnut Hill area or, um, it was in Ardmore, which is like Ardmore. Yeah. I'm familiar with that area. Yeah. So it was, it was super great. Uh, but it was like constant motion. And so, yeah. you know, you go outside and I want to be friendly and say hi. So you're like scanning to see who's around and all of that. And I just, um, didn't realize how much energy I was taking that that was taking up until I moved out here and no longer had to consider anything. And I was like, Oh, this is nice. I don't have to worry. You know, I don't have, first of all, my kids just go like, they just go in the yard and, um, the more comfortable they get, the further they go, but it's so incredible. And then I've, it just feels like a layer. Like I've, I've kind of moved up into a, a place where I am, more comfortable being myself. It's like, I had to go to the woods to figure it out. I didn't know that's what I was going to find there. But when I got here, it's just like, I am just, I'm always here. It It doesn't bother me that I don't go anywhere for days and days and days. Like it's this settling into, I have everything I need. And, um, even my husband works in Portland, um, Maine, and so there's like a Whole Foods and a Trader Joe's. So I, I, he even goes grocery shopping on his way oh home from work. God, that's what I was going to ask. How far is it to the good grocery store? Yeah. Like, so doing that for you, then you're like, good. What do you need? I, I'm telling you. And then, yeah, it's, it's incredible. So, so it's like, I, I've come home and we are both from Rhode Island. So Maine is like Northern New England, but it is New England enough for us to feel like oh, this is, this could be home, you know? Um, and the house we own in Rhode Island is in a dense neighborhood. And I, you know, the, the plan had always been, always been like, my husband's getting out of the coast guard in like three years and we were going to go back when we left. It was like, we're coming back. Don't worry, everybody. Like we're coming back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, no, I don't think we're coming back. We're three hours away. That's close enough. Isn't it? Like, yeah. You can just bop down. And, uh, and it's, it's even kind of evolved. My thinking has evolved on that home down there because we do have consistent renters, but it's in a great area. And I was just like, well, what, how could that house be of highest use to us? Could we make it an Airbnb? And then we could actually go stay there when we want to, because, right. because that's, that would be amazing. So that's like a pro that's a project a couple of years down the road. Yeah. If they allow it, I say you can usually get a lot more profit out of it. Yeah. There's just the potential is there, you know, and I'm also, I'm a multi-passionate. I love interior design and mural making. Like I could make that house so cool, you know, and have it be just one of those like really great Airbnbs, you know? So, yeah. So I'm excited about that. I like to dabble. What's, what's your kind of, um, zone when it comes to creativity. I can tell you have an eye for, for certain things just from your Instagram. Yeah, actually very similarly to what you were just saying about yourself. Um, I also have a lot of um, interest in decorating interiors and the hospitality business in general really intrigues me from years of working in restaurants and just liking people and getting to know their stories. And so Justin and I, when we bought our house in Charleston, 
which was in 2013. We were only dating for about a year. Mm -hmm. We decided, let's just get out of this city, this concrete jungle, and move into like a beautiful subtropical beach town that still has like enough going on year round that wouldn't limit us in a social way and jobs, et cetera. So we ended up in Charleston. He got a firefighter job and we bought a house within the first year that we were there when the market was really great for buying homes. And we thought about how to use the space that we're not using in the house to make some money to be able to renovate it because it was like a 1960s, early 60s time capsule. This woman, Roberta, lived there for about, you know, the last like 30, 40 years. And so her home had just stayed in that era completely. Mm -hmm. Like all of the (laughs) wallpaper was like so interesting and unique and, you know, paneling on the walls and goodness, like the whole thing is just, it's really interesting. And I wanted to, I, I, I loved it and respected it, but I wanted to make it my own. Yeah. And so I wanted to um, start creating like an income for that specifically. So we decided let's just rent out this spare room that we have, which was a converted garage and put it on Airbnb and see if anybody wants to stay here. It's got a private entrance. Like what the heck? Let's try it. So we put it on Airbnb and it started booking constantly people were coming to Charleston a lot and it was like a cheap enough place for them to come stay and so we met people from all over the world and all over the country that were traveling and it was just really a cool way to um, make our house work for us in that way while still being homeowners and having you know that you know that checking that box and feeling like ready for a family in that way right Um, so eventually we, we didn't actually use any of that money to renovate anything in the house <laughs> because we decided let's just buy this cheap condo over here and do the very same thing with it. So then that's, that's how it evolved into that. And the condo was a, a mess. It wasn't like, it didn't have cute character. It just had old, you know, crusty character. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just gutted the whole thing and refinished the concrete floors and we put in like a very modern kind of chic mostly white interior um pretty basic but very clean and modern looking and put it on airbnb and again it just started booking consistently so um at that point we were just like okay this is this is what we should be doing you know (laughs) right um So yeah, just like what you were saying earlier, I also painted a mural in our house, in our Charleston house, because I was just like, how can I make this so fun and eye-catching on Airbnb that people are like, I want that experience. Like, I want to stay in that house. So it was good that we didn't change everything about the way that that house kept its, its age and its character, because I think that draws people into having an experience that's very different from where they live. Um, maybe not something they would choose for themselves, but something that they want to feel for a weekend or a week. Sure. So over time, it evolved into us moving into the bus and renting the whole house out, which was a process because you have to sort of take your personal, you know, presence out of the home completely. Mm -hmm. So um, in some ways, it was sort of like grieving that space as our own. But then we got the bus, so naturally it felt like, hey, this is our home. Right. <laughs> so right so, now, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, you've been on the bus for a year and a half, you said? That's so cool. It's so funny. There's so many parallels. We bought a house in 2013, and it was the same kind of like every single surface needed to be redone there, the wallpaper, <laughs> that like all of it. And it was from the 50s, and we did that. and when we lived there, I think for five years and then we got transferred and we weren't really expecting it. So now we have some long-term tenants in there, but uh, I just want to get like my creative fingers back on it and jazz it up. And just like, I just see so much potential for it. And it took a little convincing from my husband. This is a kind of a new concept because he's very much like, it sounds like Justin is, is good at taking risk. My husband is, is less like that, you know, 
his, his parents are financial advisors and like Mm -hmm. he's been saving for retirement since he was 15. So, I mean, I very much appreciate that, that mindset, right. right? That's certainly going to work out for us, but I'm just like, I promise (laughs) I'm going to make this work. And if it doesn't, then we put another long-term renter in. It's super desirable when it comes to like school system and stuff. So it was just like, I I think I can make the magic happen, but you guys have been on some awesome adventures in the last year and a half. I've been really, really enjoying following you guys. And a couple of years ago, we went down the rabbit hole of, I mean, we must've spent eight months watching videos on YouTube on bus builds. And like, we want to have like a family adventure vehicle. We call it a family adventure vehicle, like a school bus. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah. And, uh, so I have no idea how I started following you. I don't follow a ton uh, I could saturate my feed. I really, there's some really beautiful buses out there and people doing really inspiring things. And it gives me like, I love watching your feed because you're, it, 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 like I can pull such creativity from it. Like I really enjoy your feed, but if I fill my feed with too much of like people living on buses and I get wanderlusty really bad, like really, I just want to like pack it all up and just go. Yeah, I totally can uh, resonate with that feeling because um, I have that too. Like if I'm staying still for a while, you know, even in that stability, when it feels like that routine is good for me, I can still drift off into a dream and start really wishing for a different situation. And I've had to like coach myself through that feeling because it's, you know, you got to stay planted in, in your now so you can see all the good things that are happening. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's so interesting because when we were in Philly or when, you know, there, it's easy to get caught up in the challenges of what you're in. And now we look back in Philly and it's like, that was delightful, you know? And like, you totally forget about all the challenges, you know, and all the, like the, the crummy parts, but just being fully present. I, I find it here every day. We haven't like the first, especially being like way up here in Maine, it's like, we got here on Memorial day. So it was warm. And then we've just enjoyed experiencing the seasons and learning, like, what do our trees look like now that it's, you know, becoming not winter anymore. And then like, what's the the ground going to look like and what's going to grow and all this really cool stuff. Like we built a bridge for, we have a little stream and we, have, we made a campsite. Um, it's just, it's magic. I really hope you guys can come up here. Yeah, I would love to. And, you know, I was just talking to somebody who's living up in the thousand islands. So up in yeah, Northern New York. And I, I was talking about the, um, the feeling of earning your spring Mm-hmm. like sense of like the seasons are kind of like challenging you in these ways and kind of testing you and then like spring just like hits so differently when you get to see um the battle that, that yeah. those little seeds went through to get <laughs> green and um I'm not having that this year because I'm in this like place that's you know never freezes and so everything is green forever and not to say that I'm not completely enjoying that. Of course, it's beautiful, but I also value that feeling that I grew up and spent my first 18 years or 20 something years having, which is that you, the camaraderie of the community or the sense that your family has made it. And now you yes. get to like really reap the rewards of <laughs> what's happening. Around yeah. You. I mean, the temperature today was, I mean, we have like a foot of snow on the ground and today was like 50 degrees. And it, I saw a meme recently that says like, you didn't think uh, seasonal depression was a thing until you have like a 60 degree day and you feel like you took a party drug. And like, that's, (laughs) that is how it was today. Like even my kids were like, Oh, Oh, okay. This is what we do. That's right. We, we adventure, we climb trees. We do like, they were outside today and it was, it was so awesome. But we lived in Hawaii for three years when we first started dating. And it was really, of course it was lovely and amazing. And we had no kids and it was beautiful, but it was really weird because there was no, I'm so used to growing up with seasons that there's, there was no way to like time stamp memories. Mm, like right. it's not, 
you know, there's no like, oh, I was wearing a sweater or, oh, we were doing, you know, it's, no, yeah. there is none of that. You go through, going through COVID has gotten me saying, what day is it? But like, now I'm saying, what month is it? Because Mm -hmm. seasonally, like my, my mind's not connecting the fact that I'm swimming in the ocean with the fact that it's February. Right. This doesn't necessarily make sense to you. (laughs) So, yeah. And, you know, also it's kind of like when you have, when you're, when you're ill and you have this like stuffy nose and you can't breathe and you just like, oh, this is the worst feeling. And then like, suddenly you can breathe again. And you're just like, here I am, like, (laughs) never going to take this for granted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so, so true. I don't think we ever made it to what you find your, you said you love interiors. I also think you mentioned that you like to write poems. Um, What are some things that are always a place you can go or not necessarily physically, but just like mentally or that, that helps you kind of nurture your creative self. Part of my message, a big part of my message is that I think that everybody has a creative self, which is why I wanted you to be on this podcast because I want to fill this podcast with just people that have creative selves. They don't necessarily have big, crazy creative businesses. It's not what this is about. It's about nurturing your creative self. And I think that when we nurture our creative selves, it is like, I think we have a physical self, a mental, social, emotional self. And then I think that we have a creative self. And I think that that's what makes us uniquely human. So when we take the time to nurture and delight ourselves just for our creative health, I think that it, it's kind of like grease in the gears or like, like it just adds like this shimmer to everything. And, um, it's also like we're doing things for ourselves, and especially as women and as mothers, I've, I've really found that it's very easy and it might just be my programming, but I feel, I know it's not just my programming, but I got some fierce programming of like serve, put yourself last burnout, like that kind of stuff. And so once I started recently, just being like, I am just going to delight myself in as many ways as I can throughout my day, just for me, not for Instagram, not for my business, not for anybody else, but just for me, like that's when I feel totally nourished. So what are some things that, that maybe, um, it could be like arranging your counter just so everything's clean and tidy, you know, like that stuff really (laughs) lights me up. (laughs) Totally. Um, yeah, I, I, as you're saying this, a couple of things immediately come to my mind. Um, for as long as I can remember, I've always taken photos with cameras in my iPhone, mostly with my iPhone, because it's just readily available and I don't have to fuss too much. Um, but you're, you're so right when you said like, it, it's sort of like where I go to take care of myself. And honestly, sometimes I, I learned a while ago that I had to like push myself to do it in those moments when I felt kind of down or blue or just not motivated to take care of myself. But if I did get myself outside mm. and find a subject or explore nature and, and just take photos and a lot of it is composition for me and then later editing, but I really find that it, it's, it heals me or it fixes that little, you know, chip on my shoulder. And yeah. I'm so grateful that I figured that out. And, you know, over the years, I've only gotten better at figuring out what I like to shoot and Instagram happens to be my main outlet only because I'm not using photography as a business. Um, but I did try that for a while and I, I liked it in some ways, but I also felt um, because I was doing it because I had to, it was draining a lot of the happiness that I was naturally getting from it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm one of those people that doesn't like to be told what to do. So like, (laughs) yeah. So when I had to, you know, you know, make things happen for somebody else. Not that I didn't, didn't like being able to finally produce the product, you know, and making them happy with it. But it, when it wasn't for me, it stopped being as enjoyable. So uh, yeah. Yeah. That's like the quickest way for me to 
get unmotivated. I've known, uh, like I figured that out about myself. I'm completely self-taught in all the things. I didn't go to school for art at all. I went to school for speech pathology and then never got my master's. So, um, that worked out, but I did have a kid with a speech impediment. So I feel like all that money my parents spent was well worth it because <laughs> it was all for something. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm, I'm a really good mom. So that counts, you know, that counts, but, um, I never even went to an art class in college, although I've always been creative and now I like taught myself graphic design and I taught myself hand lettering and I just, it's like, I don't know if you know who Marie Forleo is, but she's the one that coined for me, multi-passionate. And you know, when somebody just says something and it just lands so deeply and it just like makes sense of thing, something that you've been struggling with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and when she said that, I was like, oh, wait yeah. a second. No, I can, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Cause she was just like, it's a great thing. And I was like, oh, I thought I just couldn't stick with one thing. I thought that that's what you did. I also had a great aunt that was this prolific watercolor artist. So all her work was on like every wall of every home in my family members. I mean, it was incredible how much she had. Um, and so like I got the programming, I don't think anybody told me this, but I got the programming that it's like, if you're good at something, then you just do that forever and ever and ever, and just do more of it. And I could never do that. Um, and then when I found out that like, you're, there are people out there like me and I'm not like flawed and I'm just, you know, it's a beautiful thing because look at this now we can. And, and when you say that you don't like, I get that you say that you're not using your photography for business, but to me, your feed is so beautiful. Yeah, It must be helping your world out to sustain your, your life. Yeah. And I, I really um, feel everything you're saying about that, that sense of, of being sort of like wanting to dip your toes into all of these different mediums, because I always felt that way myself. Like I, I want to write poetry. I want to um, paint. I want to take photos. I want to write short stories, all of these different things. But it always felt like, why can't you just commit to something and just become like the master of it? Um, yeah, there's and, shame in there, right? The yeah, shame. Absolutely. It's like, you're supposed to hone in on that and like, become like, you know, good enough at it that you can create some kind of a business out of it, which is where my, my brain thinks that because I'm not making money with photography that I can't be a photographer, mm -hmm. you know, in my, in my eye. So um, I totally feel like I need to, you know, rethink and reframe the way that I speak about myself and think about myself and um my husband's always asking me if he can hang up my art my my paintings on the wall and I'm always telling him no that's rubbish like that's nothing like you can't display that somewhere and he he wants it in the bathroom and on the wall and up here and over here and you know I I always just assume he's just trying to flatter me you know it does I can't let my brain think that it's good <laughs> do when you look at the when you look at those pieces what do you feel do you feel not enoughness in there or I feel like I'm I'm untrained like I'm an amateur like somebody with a keen eye would be like how did her brush stroke look like that or how did that how does she think that that's you know <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so sad because I'm sure so I got stuck in that kind of place it, especially hand lettering is a tricky thing because it's like, it really can exasperate my perfectionism because letters look a certain way. And like, it's like this puzzle that really for me can click like way into place, like all these swashes and all these pieces and ligatures just have this perfect place to live. And, and I can't, but what I started, what I realized is I started following some people and maybe you should do this too. start following some people that make, so they have their own style and it's working for them and it is their style, but it is not perfect. I have, I follow this one guy. His name is Andy J pizza. He's an illustrator. His, 
what that's one of his pieces right there. It's falling, okay. but um, he's super fun. And he has this podcast called creative pep talk. Um, he's one of my inspirations. Um, but his work is like, it's beautiful, but it is not perfect. And so, and when I look at his stuff, it gives me such, um, like it, it empowers me to make my own work and it doesn't have to be perfect and it just has to be mine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the whole, just the and confidence. yeah. And if you can, um, and, and if your husband's delighted by your work, hang it up, maybe you should just try to be around your work, uh, and and like suffer through it until you're comfortable or something, because I have my work hung around the house and I've finally gotten to a place where I'm like proud that all this stuff is, is, you know, I've created most of the stuff on the walls and it's, it's an incredible feeling because it reminds me like that, how many things I'm good at and to just to keep going and making the work that pleases me. which is also why I'm excited that I finally kind of got the download for how to walk through this entrepreneurial space, because it's like, it's like taking all these things that I'm interested in. And I've just finally like mashed it all up and like nobody else can is doing what I'm doing because they don't have like all these little skills that I have, you know, but I, I really think that your photography is gorgeous and you're right. It's the composition of your pieces that you really have a great eye for. Um, I totally enjoy it. And then you guys, do you have anything to do with the YouTube channel or is that all Justin? Um, Justin does all of the filming and most of the editing. I'm sit with him through the editing process. Um, mostly just to give him my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really his, his baby. And it's really cool that he's been able to figure out that whole process from, you know, not having any experience and he's just getting so much better all the time. So you're saying with your art, it's like that confidence gets built over time because you start to see yourself improve and you start to surprise yourself. And even though I'm not there with my painting, I'm, I'm starting to be there with my writing because Mm -hmm. for me, when you were saying like the artist that you like, it's not perfect, but it's him. Like, as far as my writing goes, I am grammatically incorrect 100% of the time. <laughs> and it doesn't bother me anymore at all. I'm just like, listen, it, this is, these are my words. Like you, they're a jumbled mess sometimes, but if they make you feel something, then they're doing their job. And that, so I think I am getting that confidence in some of my mediums, just not necessarily all of them. It's like a process. for me. Sure. It's a process. It's an evolution. It's a softening. It's a surrendering, right? Yeah. It's a surrendering into just like allowing yourself to just be and make what feels right. Because all that worry about like brushstroke or grammar, that's all like outward that's your, that's all worry. That's focused outward, right? Like you're worried that other people are going to see your brushstrokes, you know, because if you were that concerned about your brushstrokes to, to, to be worried for yourself and want to make them better for yourself, you'd probably do it right. You'd probably do it because, um, so I think that I struggle with perfection. I call myself a recovering perfectionist. And that was actually the first iteration of this podcast, which this is the third time I've like walked up to the starting line for a podcast. And I'm trying to be super like kind of transparent about that because, um, sometimes my work can come across as really good. I, I, I'm, I, there's a lot of things that I'm really good at, but it doesn't mean that it's not hard to get there. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, it's not about being perfect as much as it's now for me, I have started, I feel like I've like gone around the back door and I just try and delight myself with my work and this, this season of the podcast. So it's a, um, the, the theme is surrender. Like we we've talked about, um, and I'm making a hand lettered piece of artwork to go with the sea. Every season will have its own beautiful, big piece of artwork. And, um, I am really just so focused on delighting myself 
And it is taking up the space in my brain, delighting myself. And then also being like, I can't wait to share this with you guys. Mm-hmm. And, but not worrying, like, will you guys think that this is okay or good enough? Like, it is just like, oh my gosh, this leaf looks so gorgeous. I can't wait to share this with, you know, and when I go around the back door and try to just make the work for me to delight me, it's like, it's taking up the space in my brain that my perfectionist nonsense was. And it's kind of like, it's not gone because I don't think it ever will be that imposter syndrome or fear or whatever. Like it's kind of built into us, but it's not driving anymore at all. And the more I do something, the better I get anyways. So let's just get going and start right. Learning to podcast. This was, it's been two years since I got my first download that I wanted to start a podcast and the, this is the third iteration of it. And so now I feel like I've got all the pieces of the puzzle together now. And I had some of them to begin with, but now it's like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. We need to talk about nourishing our creative selves. And the first season, the reason I'm doing seasons too, is because I really believe in resting. I believe in it really a lot. And I'm doing it, doing the podcast for 10 weeks and then taking three weeks off and then starting again. And I I want to be serve as a role model for anybody doing any sort of creative thing. And we don't have to just do this every week forever. That just feels like such a big undertaking for me. And it, it brings up a lot of like, what, how do I do this? I also am a stay at home mom, you know? So it's, it's really challenging. So that's why I believe, and I'm not great at resting. So I'm just like, well, I'm going to make it one of my core principles of my business. And <laughs> just going to make that have to show up for it. And so that's what I'm doing, but I'm curious when I say the intersectionality of creativity and surrender, does, does something specific come to you? Well, I think that I have an issue with that imposter syndrome and not always feeling like I am capable, um, And I think that there are people who have naturally this confidence that they can walk into any endeavor and just think that they're going to succeed. And I see that in my husband every single day and it's so beautiful and amazing. And I feel like part of it is him and part of it is his parents just constantly ingraining in him that literally any path he takes, he'll succeed on. And um, I guess I, I feel like that's not there for me. So like you don't have that deep programming. Yeah, I don't have in the back of my mind, I, I feel like I have a lot of self love. I, I feel like I, I take really good care of myself. I mean, I could take better care of myself. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I'm having a lot of negative talk in, internally. It's just that I don't necessarily believe that I could take an idea and, and go through it and, and find myself, you know, successful at the end, the way that, that he believes that about himself. So I'm thinking a lot about this as you're talking. And I think um, a lot of my creative stumps where I sort of get stuck is that I'm just not being gentle enough with myself that there's going to be all of these learning curves. And, and like you said, you came to the podium three times before you could feel like you were, you were in the right place. And like, also you, you finding this house in Maine and, you know, all of these other living situations were great, but now you feel like you're, you're home. And I feel like that's, it's all a process. And just like to continue that, even when you're like, not sure I think that's just such an important message to just keep going. So Yeah, thank you. I am, it wasn't planned to be able to like take off another layer, right? But it's the commitment to just really letting my light shine. I lived for a long time dimming myself 
And I, you know, sometimes with things, you just get to like a critical mass where you just can no longer tolerate it. You know, um, like you've outgrown a shoe and like you could wear it small for a while, but then it's just like, I can't do this anymore. Right. I, I would apologize for being like too much or too, uh, too much a lot of the time. And I had this experience with this one, like preschool dad. And I had had, what I've noticed is, um, note to self, I've noticed that the more you tend to your creative self and the more you allow and you allow yourself to do those things that, you know, bring flow and inspiration, then the more it will come. Right. I mean, that's just feels really obvious to say that out loud, but it's absolutely true. It's like the more you are available for it, the more ideas will be like, Oh, that's a safe place to land. She can, she can really let me grow, right. Take me on a journey. And uh, so anyways, I I've always had big ideas, but they always kind of felt like they were going really fast and I couldn't do anything with them because I didn't have like the skill set or the time. There was a lot of like limiting beliefs for me. And one time I went to pre- preschool drop off and this dad and I walked out and I was just, I don't really remember what the, it was probably something around my business, but I don't remember what it was, but I was just on fire and I was telling him about it and telling him about how like big, big dreams. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, cool. I got to go. I got to go teach a class. He was working at temple. And so I left. And then of course I had like this crazy vulnerability hangover and I was just so hard on myself and was just like, you just took up. So he's probably gonna be late for that class now. Cause you couldn't stop talking and, you know, and you didn't need to share all that. And I used to call myself an oversharer. I don't say that those kinds of things anymore because, um, I've moved into a place where like, I'm actually choosing to see it as my gifting. And now look, I get to, this is, this is what I was apologizing for, but now I'm hosting my own podcast and calling in, you know, amazing people. And so, but anyways, I had all these crappy feelings. And then the next day I was like, I'm going to apologize to him when even telling this story, it like hurts my heart because right. You're like, why, why would I apologize for that? but I felt that's what felt I felt. So I tried to cross his path again and I found him and I was like, sorry, I hope I didn't make you late yesterday. Sorry about that. I'm just really excited. And he just was so awesomely blunt to me. And he was just like, seriously, I work with graduate students and it is rare for, for me. He's like, I can't remember the last time I came across somebody as inspired as you were in that moment. He goes, you made my day with that energy. He's like, never apologize for that. And I was just like, you're right. And it was right around, um, like new year's. And I was just like, I'm done apologizing for myself because it doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't serve him to have to like, like talk me into it, you know, and it doesn't certainly doesn't serve me in any way. And now like with that multi-passionate thing, now I see it's, these are all my strengths and I've just always seen them as weaknesses. And now, um, another one of my perceived weaknesses is I thought that I would always start things, whatever it was, I'm going to start a writing practice, or I'm going to do this workout or this, whatever, going to draw for 30 days or, and I couldn't stick with things. And I always saw it as being a flaw. And then just in December did like Coco, the inspirationist literally like come to me. And it was just like, and in that kind of a few days where I was having all these downloads, it was like a peek behind the curtain. I realized that what I'm really good at is sparking my inspiration. So all those endeavors were always just like ways to engage my creative self. And I wasn't falling off the bandwagon or whatever. I was, I was, I was realizing that it wasn't actually this that I wanted to do 
but I created space for it. And I actually want to do this. And I would transition into a higher purpose, but I needed that kind of jump start to get into a place step to get to the next step. Right. And so for what I thought was like this flaw that I could never stick with anything, it ended up being this like gift that I have. And now it's like, oh, well, I want to help people do that too. Like I want to have community challenges. And I think challenges are a great way to jumpstart your creative, you know, energy. And it was just like, all of a sudden when I just flipped it upside down, it was just like, oh, it's so clear. It's, it's all so clear. Yeah. Reframing the narrative that we have about what is, um, what is the like right way to exist and, and the narrative of, of how we talk about ourselves to ourselves. Like, am I being annoying? Am I too loud? Am I too emotional? Am I, but you know, that's just, that's just our idea of what other people are expecting. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's not even worth spending any time on. Really. No. And I can feel that the, that there's less of that for a long time, I would be able to identify that I had a lot of noise, like a lot of body image noise and a lot of just like worthiness noise. And I could identify that I didn't want it there, but I didn't really understand how to, I thought you shut it off. Mm -hmm. And I realize now that you kind of just soften into it and you surrender to this is what I am. And maybe I got some programming growing up that I needed to be less emotional or, you know, I needed to follow through with things or whatever. But now I see that it's just, these are just the facts about me and, and it means nothing unless I put meaning on it. And so, right. And it feels so good to, um, at this point in my life to, have somebody describing me like to me, like something about me. That's something that I may have always seen as like an issue, but then realizing this person is not talking about this in a negative way, you know? And then it just happened to me just yesterday. We were talking about a decision that we were making on the bus and I had a really strong opinion about something and everyone else was on a different page. And then over the course of the next few hours, they started to, started to come over onto my side of the page. And, you know, the decision ended up being made and it was, it was a relief to me. But the point is that my husband just looked at me and said, wouldn't it be great to just walk through life being so sure of things like you? Like in, <laughs> in saying it in sort of like a little bit of a sarcastic way and poking fun at me, but you know, saying this thing about myself where I think my loud opinionated self can sometimes be a little bit overbearing, you know, which isn't not true, but (laughs) the fact that, you know, he sort of twisted around, like lucky you, you know, like you knew you saw this one design element and you were like, no, that's just not great. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's nice to get to know myself in a different way. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask you how old you are? I will be 34 this month. Okay. I have a really hard time gauging people's ages, but I I'm 37 turning 38 next month. And I would never, ever, ever want to go backwards. Like I, I could not be more happy with the person I've evolved into. And also I'm super excited to see where I'm going to be yeah. in the future, you know, and it is the, there is there has been some major softening and surrendering for me this year. Obviously with the pandemic, I think everybody can, you know, feel that surrender, but you know, I had some mental health problems with family members and just, we had to move ourselves from Philly up here by ourselves. We like packed a truck because it was right in the beginning of the pandemic that we were like, do we want strangers touching every single thing in our house? Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> it was in, it was in May. So it was like, we still had no idea how things were going. And so we packed our whole house and then we moved it with two little kids in tow and then unpacked the whole thing. And it just has been a year of unbelievable 
surrendering, but I couldn't like, I'm so happy to be in this place. And I feel so grateful to be in this position where even though it was like, I will be fully honest with you, asking you to be on this podcast was, it took me, you were on a list for like weeks. It was, and finally, like, I just, in, in a moment of like sheer inspired action, like I get the, the, the download of just like, you need to do this now just send her a video and get it done. And I'm so glad we did. And I'm so glad we connected because, um, yeah, when you first said like, I don't have anything to share, I'm like, but you do, I know you do. Everybody has a creative self. Also, I'm really good at like, I've got a good design eye and I'm like, I can see, (laughs) I can see that you're talented and that you've got some, yeah. So I really appreciate this. And I look forward to our paths crossing more. Um, I really wish you, I really wish you a, um, an ease filled birth. Um, and, uh, just surrendering to your new circumstances with two children. And I wish you all the, the love and the light for your new chapter, but thanks for saying yes to this. It means a lot to me. Yeah. Thank you for asking me. It was a um, kind of like a an awakening for me in a way because um, that just changing that narrative about how I can contribute something or even just have this kind of conversation. And so many of the things that you just said are really inspiring. I mean, you really are very inspiring to me. So, thank well, you thank you. That. I appreciate yeah. that. And I, and, and the best part is, is that I made like the word inspirationist. I was like, I'm going to make that up. It's, it's not a word. Like when you said that you, you know, you like use words and make them up and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to go with my feeling. And so thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate those sweet words. I will look forward to seeing more of your stuff and um you're always welcome up here i think that might very well happen so (laughs) okay so what did you think let me know in the dms because i am really excited to bring you these conversations and i call them conversations for a reason they're not interviews that doesn't feel authentic to me But conversations, I want you to feel like you're in the room with us and you're sitting there having this exchange. And I've been thinking a lot lately about how I am acquiring these people and just like how magically they're coming into my view. Um, I don't have like this super long list of people I'm working through. As time progresses and as I keep engaging on social media, on Instagram and keep nourishing my inner creative by seeking out people that are inspiring me, it is like the path is lit up in the direction I'm supposed to go and Valerie came into view and I immediately loved her feed, loved her vibe, loved her authenticity and claiming a life that she loves that just really inspires me I I think I was right I think my intuition or my gut or my inner creative self I think I think she was right I thought there was a special conversation here and I hope you felt it too and my favorite part let me know what your favorite part was but my favorite part was when she said that I reminded her of her creative abilities and oh gosh like that's it for me I remember getting off this call and we did this at night and I remember getting off just like completely filled with like white sparkly energy like a sparkler and I just went up to my husband and I said like that's it that's what I want to do for people I want to remind them that they have a creative self and I got to do it and I got to record it and I think you guys got to hear it in real time and I just right now I feel really excited that I'm doing the work that I'm setting out to do and it feels so incredible so incredible 
So if this is connecting with you, oh, I would appreciate it so much if you left a review. The more people that get served this in the algorithm, the more people can find us. And and I, I guarantee you that the people I'm calling into this community are more amazing people like you, right? Like if you're here because you like me, you know, my vibe, I find people that I like because of my vibe and their vibe. And so leaving a review and pushing this out and sending it to people that you care about that you think need a jolt of inspiration, a spark of inspiration, it creates a bigger community of people like us. The people that turn inward and nourish our creative selves and are curious with this abundant, loving heart, just excited for what's gonna grow out of this and so I can see this growing and I hope you can see yourself growing if you've been here for a little while now and just maybe this is just the reminder you need to take that time to play to rest to seek the things that delight you because you are worthy and you are enough and you have so much magic inside of you It doesn't mean you have to like monetize it and create a whole business around it. I just think it's so important that we have a relationship with our creative self and we keep trying to stretch and grow, whatever that looks like. So thank you for being here. Leave a review, come over to Coco the Inspirationist over on Instagram. I'm always posting all the things that I've got my hands in. I am a multi-passionate creative. I have, in the last year, really claimed it. Like, really, it's like I flipped it upside down. I used to be embarrassed that I couldn't stick with one thing. And now, I'm so happy. It's like I've released this inner person, and it's like, finally, I've been here all along. This is my magic, is doing painting a golf ball or like making a platform and painting a mural or you know all these things that I only want to do once that is just pure inspired action and if that's one thing I can send you off with is take inspired action those ideas are meant for you so when it comes act on it see what happens it is so insane When you act in inspired action, when inspiration hits, when you take action, no matter how big, like even if you just speak it into the world to another person, if you take that action, there will be an equal reaction in your favor. I promise. I promise. So go have a great week. Review the pod. Share it with a friend. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next time.